the quality of this movie was about as present as the UA students' stealth suits. Of course, I'm talking about the latest installment of My Hero Academia, the third movie, World Heroes Mission. As we're go- as we dissect it here on Sonin and Suds. Warning, spoilers ahead. How are you, bud? <laughs> oh man, Chris, I'm good. I am uh Are I'm... we though? Are we though, man? Did we did Cody we 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 went we put on pants, left the house, sat in a movie theater. I I can't think beyond that, man. Like we we did all that for this. Yeah, it was not worth it. Um, I don't even want to say my like, dude. There's just I expected so much better, and I should have known when we saw the villain was Osmosis Jones. We should have just known that yeah, it was just going to be um, a worse movie than Osmosis Jones. But um, yeah, a swing and a miss uh, on My Hero Academia here. Now, granted, you know maybe I'm being overly critical because at least in my opinion, they have a lot fewer misses than they do. I mean, I feel like almost everything they do is a home run, at least so far. Um, this was so on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. That it's, I think that's why I'm more upset and it's cause it's so jarring how awful this movie is compared to the last two movies and compared to like the, the episodes and everything leading up to it. Yeah. Just, just, Took a hard left turn, I guess. I, <laughs> I yeah. don't know what went wrong here. Um, and like this Indeed. is like this is like the next animated movie to follow up, like Mugen Train. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> like obviously, boy. like I've never even seen that movie, and I know it's better than this. Like, I mean, yeah. It's a tough. It's like a tough act to follow, but I mean, my hero is usually pretty consistent in quality and everything. Like. It definitely is, especially coming off the two movies. And, you know, and we'll dive into all of this. But, of course, welcome back to the next episode of Shonen and Suds. Uh, Kind of a special episode this week. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And, yeah, we are here with a fresh movie. Um, And, again, uh, if you have not seen it yet, um, even though we've been real negative up to this point, if you would like to go see it and form your own opinion, go ahead and stop this cast right here and go see it. Um, if it's still playing in theaters, um, I know it was available all weekend. I don't know if it's still there, but I know in the past the My Hero movies have basically stayed in the theaters for a week or two. So um, if you want to go to the theaters and see it, go right ahead. Um, but if you are okay with it being spoiled... That's your warning. That is the last warning. Spoilers ahead for the brand new My Hero Academia movie, World Heroes Mission. Oh, Cody, I I think they've been warned. What do you think? Yeah, now we can talk about how bad this fucking movie was, Chris. Cause... Indeed, but, you know, we'll get to that. We've got, you know, we've got a poll, uh, a new poll. We got the winner of the previous poll, which, I mean, I'm really excited about. I think it's just all winners um, across the board. Um, but, Cody, I am parched just ranting and raving because we well, i was going in before you even started recording um so i need to know so then you can ask me in return what you're drinking all right chris let me get it i gotta get a taste of this one before i announce it hold on one second okay oh man 
Oh. Nope. Don't like that. All right. Oh, no. We got a swing and a miss. Boy, this is just an episode of misses, isn't it? <clears throat> well, Chris, I'm back on the fall flannel Bud Light seltzer pack, right? Yes. Couldn't remember the name. I had to spin the can. Doesn't even... Mm-hmm. Not helping me out at all. But this is the... <laughs> I reached in the box and I grabbed the next flavor, and it's the toasted marshmallow. Oh, um, no. Dude, it tastes like you're chewing... Or, <laughs> it tastes like you're chewing. It tastes like you're drinking, like, a chewed-up s'more. But like... Ugh. But, like... There was no chocolate. It was just, like, marshmallow just, and, like, way too much... Oh, like, no. Like, you were at a campfire making the s'mores and the fat kid ate all the Hershey <laughs> bars and just left you with the graham crackers and the marshmallows? Yeah. Like, it is just... Fuck. Mm. I don't even... <laughs> this is the worst thing I've had in a in a long time. Man, so it, it's almost... It's actually... So... So what you're saying is for this episode, Cody, it's actually the best thing you could possibly be drinking. Maybe, yeah. I, I was just hoping that when I took the can out that it wasn't the pumpkin one. I was like, please, no, please. <laughs> no. I was hoping for the pear, like the something pear oh, the flavor. Oh, ap- the, the, the honey pear or whatever it was? Or... Yeah, yeah. That one actually sounds like probably the best flavor. Uh, the cider was mm. okay. It was a little too cidery, um, if there can be mm-hmm. such a thing. Uh, but this one's a little too marshmallowy. And, uh, oh, no. I don't know anybody who actually eats marshmallows on the regular, but this is like this is like their dream come true right here. Um, very oh, odd flavor. I, I mean, I can actually drink this. It's not like I gotta pour it down the sink or anything. But damn it, Chris, I'm not happy about it. Kind of like this oh, My Hero no. movie. You know, I can watch it, but I'm not happy about it. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm having. I'm having the toasted marshmallow hard seltzer by Bud Light, part of the fall flannel pack. Um, could not. Don't don't recommend this to anybody. But uh, Chris, what about you? What are you drinking today? So you know, thankfully, you know, I've got something tasty, something tried and true. Like I said last week, I'm working on the uh, the Bud Light Seltzer pack, like the the, the lemonade seltzer. Um, last week I had the peach, which out of this world. Um, this week I'm going with the uh, the black cherry, which um, Cody, I, I just cracked into this bad boy. I'm gonna take a sip. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Chris. I hope I, you're ready. I already know that's a sleeper hit of the party pack for sure. Oh, Cody, that is, that is fantastic. That, this is the equivalent of the stealth suits being in the whole movie. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the cool, Man. Remember, remember when we first got those renders, Chris? And we saw them on uh-huh. Twitter, we were sharing them on the Discord, we were all oh, going nuts, having a good time. So... Like, look at these cool costumes, they made figures out of these costumes. What a, what a, what a waste. <laughs> what a fucking waste. I don't even care if the suits didn't do anything. Just wear them for the for like a good point of the movie. Like, yeah, you know, you know take them off when Deku and uh, that other guy are like sneaking around trying to like hide their identities. Yeah, but like, absolutely, wear the stealth suit. Why? Uh, what a waste of a good costume. Pain. Oh, what a waste of two hours. And um, again, you know, I know some folks that that enjoyed this movie, and I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Again, I feel like I'm being overly negative about this one but i'm also being overly critical because when i say i love my hero academia cody my hero academia kind of brought me back into the anime front i i had not watched an, uh, an anime like when i say watched an anime i mean like have become invested in characters and you know it's something that i like i when a new season's out cody i am up it i have to watch it the week it comes out sans this past season that's but that's the only exception um like i i've 
I have, I, you know, it's got me buying Funko Pops. It's got me buying statues. I'm playing a fucking collectible card game. I have t-shirts, hoodies. I am in love with this franchise. So I am that person who is being overly critical. Um, oh. But also at the same time, I don't think I'm being overly critical because this was such a simple movie to make and such a simple formula that it was idiot proof. Cody, this was an idiot proof movie and somehow <laughs> it got fucked up. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it's just disappointing. Like I'm literally wearing a shirt, uh, my hero shirt right now. I'm looking at, you said Funko Pops, Chris. I got two mm -hmm. Bakugos right in front of me on my desk. Like, See? like I, we are invested this, without this anime specifically, this podcast wouldn't exist because you would probably have never got back into anime to begin with. Correct. 100% oh. correct. And, uh, so I don't know, like man. this one, this one hurts. It hurts because like I said, Cody, it's a simple formula. And with that being said, Cody, we will dive right in. So just uh, the quick overall plot is there's an organization of people who, and, and this is also kind of where the movie opens. We catch, um, but also but let me back up a, a quick second. Cause this is the, we're seeing the chamber and the character that was teased at the end of episode 14, I believe of season five, the, the Selkie episode, um, this, this got this, these drugs that were being run are related to this organization called humorize. So Cody, what is this organization? It's an organization is more or less a cult, um, that, that really follow the, um, the quirk doomsday theory where, you know, quirk as people, evolve and by say evolve they mix quirks and breed and have children with mixed quirks that it's only going to cause it to become out of control which i think is a neat theory and a nice a nice basis for there to be a group that's against heroes and i'll, I'll circle back to that in a second um so this group is made up of humans or so we thought that basically want to cleanse society of quirks so the movie opens, Cody, with them basically detonating a bomb in the middle of a city. And it's not like an explosion. It's more of like a, a, a think, think the 1989 Batman when the Joker's dancing to Party Man and, you know, <laughs> he, uh, you know, unleashes the Smilex gas on Gotham. Well, what this bomb does, it's essentially overloading their quirks to the point where it's uh, these are called um, IDEO trigger bombs. And what they do is they force the quirk to go out of control to the point where it basically kills the person. And we saw that. We saw, like, people who had fire quirks just incinerating themselves, people who had, like, animal quirks turning into that animal, people just fucking melting in the streets. Yeah. So Very, like, an actual, like, kind of graphic scene. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, this they, they hit a, us hard. Yeah, this is taking a serious tone, or so we thought. Yeah. So I was thinking, yes, man, this is great. Like, they, they've set the st stage. We know the bad guys. And they have, like, you know, it goes, excuse me, nothing burps like a black cherry lemonade. I tell you what. But, like, you even heard them saying the mantra, um, and I can't remember what it is, uh, for humanity's salvation. Like, they kept saying it over and over again um, as uh, our main villain, um, who, you know, I'm just now realizing his name is a play on his quirk. His name is Flecked Turn. Flecked, his ability is Reflect, and we'll get back to that in a minute. So, um... Yeah, his name is. We're gonna be circling Osmosis back around to Jones. a lot of this. Osmosis Jones. Yes. But he isn't funny, and he has no 
yeah, it's not Chris Rock, which would have been a, a great, um, you know, a nice selling point. So, so what happens, Cody, after this bomb goes off? Well, panic breaks out, and you know, so I want to say there is a um, there's a group, there's an organization for when things like this happen. So, pro yeah. heroes, yeah, the world from Hero- around the world, yeah, the World Hero Organization Association, close enough. Yeah, World Hero, uh, the who? You mean the World Health? Yeah, World Hero Association. Basically, assemble like they assemble the fucking like the super group of all super groups. Man, they got the they got the fucking drummer from Sticks, and they got a guitarist from Night Ranger. They're just ready to fucking plow. This is like <laughs> damn Yankees. Like Ted Nugent's coming. Endeavor is Ted Nugent. So, like, and what they do is they 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 they're you know they got they're talking the mission as they're all on like these planes or in these cars going to the location fucking all might gets on the screen i like started to get choked up i was like oh my god this is going to be the coolest fucking part cuz i love all might's english voice you know chris sabat does a lot of voices but i there's just he there's just something he does with all might that gets me every time he opens his mouth like i was like legit getting choked up i was like he's going to give the best fucking speech we got you know we got students we got heroes from all over the world and he, he, it's okay. Um, but I was like, I was ready for this hype that quickly, like my balloon, Cody, I'm in my hot air balloon. I'm going on a globe trotting adventure, but there's a leak and the, the, the air is slowly being let out and I am slowly descending over like the middle of the ocean. But, <laughs> but, you know, so all my's given the speech. We got, we got everybody that, you know, we got team America, team Egypt, team Japan, team, uh, I think, uh, Otheon is the, 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 um, the, the nation they were in, uh, yeah. some like Eastern European nation mm-hmm. uh, or modeled after a Eastern European nation, um, unless it's a real place. And I just I'm just ignorant to it, um, I, which I'll, I'll I get the vibe up. that it's not a real place. I'll pull it up. But maybe it is. You know, this is Shonen and Suds, not sh- not geography and Suds. <laughs> I'm not seeing it as a real uh-huh. thing unless I'm spelling this wrong. That, that, that could be possible. Thankfully, Cody. One of the perks of seeing this in the theater, though, they were handing out these really cool little mangas that have, like, the characters. Like, really, really greases you up for this movie. Um, But alas, it was this, this was the best thing coming out of the... Uh, Otheon, yeah. O-T-H-E-O-N. Okay, that does not exist. I found Otheon. It, that, okay, so a... it's, it's the fictional nation that the movie takes place in, which mm-hmm. is fine. Movies make up countries all the time. But so we got the teams, you know, they're heading to these bases because they, you know, they, they know they they're able to deduce that it, the, the organization or the World Hero Association deduces that it's humorized. So what do they do They you know, they know who the leader is and they what do they do? They invade all their strongholds and they just they kick the doors down. But, Cody, all these bases are empty. Now, Chris, we, and, should, we should also mention real quick, this is where we get to see these sweet new costumes. That oh, the, these Deku, fucking stealth that were pitched. and Todoroki are all repping. Dude, they're sick. Their costumes are so sick. Like, I wish they would just wear these in the show. And we get to see them jump out of a fucking plane. Like, the team mixture is awesome. And they, we have this really cool intro. Well, the intro doesn't come yet. So we got this moment. Or wait, did the, no, the intro comes after this, because after we've seen the team breaks down. But basically... They break down the doors of these bases and there's nobody there. Nobody's home. They're all empty, abandoned. So what happens is, is they all get put on standby. They're all kind of told to, hey, stay where you are. 
be on standby as they investigate it further. So then, Cody, we're introduced to, like, the movie opening, like, the intro to the movie, where, like, you see the silhouettes of everybody, and then it's like, boom, Team Otheon. Then, like, it goes to the people who are, like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because this was one of the coolest intros and it's like boom here's kirishima and mineta team america here's this team and this team and like this intro i was like holy fuck dude i'm so ready for this like i was i was shaken i was so excited and that's where in my opinion the movie just ends cody because it is just <laughs> a downhill fucking you are just on the cody you've never skied a day in your life and you're on the double black diamond and you are just darting to the bottom of this thing <laughs> yeah it was uh from here on out we don't really see much of those teams um outside we of some really very don't. brief like scenes where they're just fighting filler characters which is arguably the entire movie is just filler characters um but yes it the problem is like this feels like a filler movie when like the other my hero movies felt like like they actually like meant a little something like, yes eh. Especially towards, like, the endings. Like, you know, when, like, Bakugo gets past one for all. Or all for one. Yeah. One, which, fuck, Chris. One for all. Damn it. Yeah. I do that every time. Um, you have that, and then you in the first movie, you even have the fucking double chest out Delaware underwear eat a pear smash. I'm saying, Chris. Like, this movie, like, from this point forward, like, we, we don't have these new suits anymore. Like, we kind of just... Dude... We just, we just have we're, we're wearing street clothes, dog. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we're wearing I, jeans and t-shirts. I just can't believe that they really came up with these new suit designs to use for an intro and scene where they don't even really fight any important well, villains. And they really pitched them to, in like all the all the lead up to the movie. Oh. They're like, "Yo, check out these suits. This the, is like this is it." The original screenshot was like the suits, mm-hmm. and I remember like how cool it was um, <laughs> to see them, like. It was awesome. And Cody, like, I also sent you the picture of the little manga that came with it, and guess what? Who's on the cover? Is it Bakugo, I mean, Todoroki, and Deku in their cool suits? They, it sure as shit is, Cody. They're all just dressed to the fucking nines in the cool walk pose in their awesome-ass stealth suits that we never got to fucking see, except for them jumping out of a plane and kicking down a door. Yeah, they fought like... And they didn't even really fight like the little foot soldier guys that were like trying to block the door. Like, yeah, it was just Bakugo, just like, bleh, get out of the way. All right. Yeah, because he was like, don't kill him, and he's like, yeah, I know, and it's just like nothing. It was such bullshit. Such, but again, we'll get back to the foot soldiers later. But Cody, after that, now we're introduced to kind of our, I I guess he's our main side character, which there's a fucking ton of them. His, uh, they don't introduce. They don't say his name yet, but his name is Rody Soul, which is. I mean, I, I get it. That's a fun music name. That sounds. It sounds like. Is it? Isn't that, wasn't he part of Degeneration X, Cody? <laughs> he might have been, Chris. I don't, <laughs> I don't recognize. Wasn't he partnered him. with Jeff Jarrett at some point? But, but so we're introduced, and and I like the way he's introduced. He's kind of living a slum life. He seems like he's a deadbeat, and. We find out he's kind of a courier, right? He's just, he's a courier. He gets, um, you know, he just does jobs, you know, he's, you know, he's a transporter, you know, that kind of thing, but way, way less cooler. It's just like, Hey, you need to go pick this up for this guy. No questions asked. And here's what you're getting paid. Cause clearly he needs the money, Cody. His shoes are held together with handkerchiefs, but this is again, Cody, as I said, at the top of this thing, this is a plot that's idiot proof. We have 
and I'm going to beat this more into the ground as we go through because there's so many gripes. But Cody, this is this is a paint by numbers thing. We have a terrorist organization. We have Cobra. We have, um, you know, take your fucking pick. Any organ. We have Hydra. You know, whatever. Th- th- that's this. This is that. Um, and we have what they're capable of. They can they have a they can detonate a bomb that can decimate the population because in this world about eighty percent of the population are quirk users. So we've got the we we've got the who we've got the what and we've got the why. The why, Cody, is these people think quirks are a a, a the quirks are a curse to humanity and they're ultimately going to prove to be the downfall of humanity. And they are so zealous that they want to cleanse humanity of this blight that is the quirk. So we've got the who, we've got the, the was it, the who, the what, and the why. We've got the where. Cody, they're a global organization. They're like Cobra. <laughs> Once again, they have bases everywhere. They have agents everywhere. You know, they've infiltrated the local police force, which we'll see later on. Like, we've got the who, the what, the why, the where, and all we need to do is the how, man. Like this is this is basic bullshit, and they couldn't get it right, which is what makes it hurt so bad. Because, so let me, let me come off that soapbox. So <laughs> this is where it starts, and the the one of the classic tropes to introduce a character is the deal gone wrong. You know, they're mm-hmm. in the wrong place at the wrong time. They're involved in the deal. The minute, and also too, I forgot to mention, Cody, during the intro. While this cult is going over their, uh, you know, their mantra and unleashing this bomb, we see some a member with something under his arm trying to escape. Uh, that's a very important detail. We should probably mention that. Um, yeah. Like, oh, we got it. You know, so we've got our turncoat, another classic trope. Like, there's nothing in this movie so far that has not been done yet, and there's some things in the movie that have not been done yet and will never be done again, like the fucking stealth suits. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm hot about these suits, Cody. That's all right, Chris. I, I'm enjoying listening to you on this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you're saying but all like, the things I want to say. You're just—it's it, perfect. I'm—I'm I'm having man. a great time. I'm—I'm I'm even enjoying this toasted marshmallow seltzer. Oh man, you're just watching me go off is uh, is is treat enough. But so it, the classic good deal gone wrong. So while they're all on standby, as I said, um, we got. We got the kids walking through the street. Looks like they're just running errands, which is, you know, the Baca goes kind of bummed about. Like, they're like, we should be on standby, not fucking being, not getting groceries for everybody. And Todoroki being the voice of reason is just the one who's kind of being like even keel. Like, hey, we were told to be on standby. They could be anywhere, yada, yada, yada. But as they're doing this, I, I get to do these black cherry burps are getting me, man. <laughs> but as it. they're, uh, but as they're, you know, as they're buying their groceries and going through the market, um, we get just a random little numb nut, low level villain break. Um, you know, they stole some jewels. Uh, you know, they stole the goons, stole the jewels, Cody, those oh, yeah. goons. Oh, yeah. So what happens? The heroes take chase. Yeah. We got two, two villains and, uh, I want to say Deku, like they throw the villain or they throw some innocent citizens up in the air. Yes. And, and Deku gets to use black whip. Yeah. It's very, it's almost identical to the scene we had just seen in the anime where like, the one mm-hmm. villain threw all the cars up in the air, and Deku used Black Whip, and then Bakugo went for one, and Todoroki went for the other, and it's just I was like, I, this already happened in the show. But... Yeah, they, they've got they've got this move down. They 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 know their roles <laughs> when they're out on the streets. Yeah, that's it, their special move. Yeah, and I want to say Todoroki catches his in the alley, 
And then yep. Bakugo catches the other guy, but he doesn't have the, the briefcase anymore. He's yep. passed it on to our boy, Rhodey. Our boy, yeah, because he's, uh, he's, he's running down the alley. Um, or no, no, the, Todoroki's after this guy because he's like skating on the ice. Oh, um, you're right, you're right, you're and right. And he like, he passes the, co- he's, he passes the case over to Rhodey and like he sees him go by and like Todoroki go by. He just like turns around and starts to walk away and Deku comes, because Deku saved the people. Bakugo's got his man. So he runs after and um, Deku sees him like around the alley. So we have a really cool, fun chase scene here where it's like, <laughs> so we have, so we got this really fun chase scene. And we get to see some parkour, and we get to see some, like, just some fun banter. You know, you think, like, okay, this 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 guy is a pretty cool character, right? He, he's smooth. He's done this before. You know, this isn't his first job. He knows his way around the town. You know, he knows all the shortcuts. He knows all the, you know, all the, all the places to jump and climb and tinkle and tinkle and tinkle and tinker and toggle and all the thing, all of the above. So he knows where all this stuff is at. So who who better? Who better to, to to cause Deku to chase him through a city than than our man Rhodey Soul here? Um, but Cody, while that's going on, the person who escaped is in a car. I guess he's he's going to meet up with somebody. He's talking to somebody. He's, he has to get this case. Whatever he's got, he's got to get this case. This case that looks exactly like the case that's being held by Rhodey Soul, Cody. Um, oh, so no, Chris. now we're going to get our classic mix-up. <laughs> yeah, you, Chris, I could see this coming from literally 10 miles away. I was like, oh, my I was God. like they're not going to do this, right? Uh, and they are, and of course, our man in the car here is being chased by a masked, you know, very, very Robin-y, it's all, they're on a motorcycle, man, so all right, so we've got our, we've got like our first like chase villain, right? That someone who's badass, who's got to, whatever, whatever she's doing, she's going to get her man or die trying, you know, she's, she's, she's the 50 cent of this movie. Chris, she um, is, she is, let, let it be known that she is the best part of this movie. She um, is the coolest villain in this I movie. And I couldn't tell you my her name if if I. If... Oh, I can. Oh, what is it, Chris? Well, let's pull out the free manga that I got. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't think they mention her name. Her name is Barros. B e r o s. Her Barrows? quirk, okay. longbow, which we see here in a second, um, because she um is as soon as the guy driving notices that he's being tailed. She takes her pinky and thumb like she's making a, a Y in ASL, and it turns into a bow. Like it, like it extends out, and now her her hand becomes a bow, which is really fucking cool because she's got that quiver and she launches a couple quirk arrows right into this guy's car, causing a pretty massive accident. Which Cody is the lead to the fucking great case mix up, the classic mix up. So. You know, there's a collision. Rhodey Soul drops the case. He picks up a case. You know what he doesn't pick up? The case he started the chase with. Hmm, classic. A tale as old as time. <laughs> oh, Chris, man. What? Like, we saw it coming from the moment we saw a briefcase. Yep. And, and our girl, our girl Barros, gets the other case as expected. The person who's the, the, the gun for hire. The, the person who's there to get the job done. Because she has a proven track record of getting the job done. Which also, Cody leads to my first question. If she's after this person that left the society that wants to kill people with quirks, why the fuck is the first villain we see somebody with a quirk? Wow, what a great question, Chris, that we have no answer to. (laughs) Now, now, Cody, my mind starts to wander after this because, again, this is another classic, you know, action movie trope. 
you have the bad guy that should not be the bad guy because they could be directly impacted by the thing the bad guy is doing. It's the classic shunned by, you know, disenfranchised from everything. The person who's like, I was a hero once, I did this, I did that, but it, we're on the wrong side of history. You know, that guy, that person. But, like, we don't know that. I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe she doesn't like her. Maybe her quirk is a curse and she's deformed under the mask she's wearing. You know, maybe there's something, maybe, you know, something. Maybe, you know, quirks killed her family, you know, whatever. But we don't ever get any kind of reason for her doing what she's doing. Um, and let me see if there's a. She is literally just a mercenary villain of Humorize. Like, there's no, no no backstory, no reason for her doing what she's doing, which, you know, the whole idea is, Cody, when you have a villain like this, who's definitely fighting on the wrong side, there needs to be a reason why. But we don't get that for, like, really anybody. So, I said all that to say this. She picks up the case, realizes she's got the jewels, she's pissed off because she's failed her first mission, and the boss won't be pleased. Don't come back without the right case. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris. And then, and, we, and then we get the nice Dumb and Dumber moment here. Oh, my God. Where uh, Deku catches up with Rhodey, and they're, like, fighting over the case, like, I want to see the case. And then, like, <laughs> the case slips out of both their hands, Chris. Mm -hmm. I was just ready for it to be full of money, and then they just go spend it on, like, a ski trip to Aspen and, like, oh, man. buy That's a Ferrari, you know. And, uh, unfortunately, it, it, the movie could never be that good. Um, nope, because uh, instead of the jewels, Cody, they got just a briefcase full of, like, papers, like, passports and documents. Literally... Nothing like it could be any old businessman's briefcase. But Chris, what? Why do the villains want this briefcase with a bunch of random shit in it? Oh, that's a great question, Cody. That's a great. What could they possibly want with this? Well, we should totally just turn it over, right? We're innocent. <laughs> Let's just turn it over. It's great. Oh, we well, we can't do that. Why do they want it? Um, and then we get a very loose. Like somehow something happens, and Deku's wanted for murder. Like, wait, like, I, I don't remember when the all these people got murdered. When did 12 people get murdered, Cody? Am I am I skipping a part? Uh, Chris, I thought I, like, I thought I dozed off in the movie theater, and I hadn't dozed off yet, but later on I did. Um, but at this part, I was like, wait, what? I was like, but... Yeah. When did I... Oh, okay. Well, because somehow, like, something happens... And, they, they, you know, Deku's still with old Rhodey, like, chasing him, you know, and they're back on street level. And also, all these cops come up, and they gun him down, or they're, like, they got guns drawn on him. And it's like, freeze. And then Deku, of course, Deku takes him and tries to escape, because, you know, Deku knows that something is going on. Like, he's not stupid, but he wants, you know, he wants to make sure, because he also thinks that, or he's also realizing the way, especially the way he walked away after the case, because, like, he clearly knows that's not what he started with. You know, and Deku's not stupid. Um, yeah, and Deku, so, Deku also believes that Rhodey isn't, like, a villain. Like, which villain, Rhodey isn't. Yes. Like, we know he's trying to just take care of his, his brother and yeah, sister. Yeah, his, his Roro and Lala, I believe, are their names? I couldn't tell you, Chris, because I yeah. don't remember any of these guys' names. I better. Either I barely way. even remember Deku's name at this rate. I wouldn't remember them if it wasn't for the. Uh, I got the. I got the guy code. I got the strategy guide here. I got the prima guide to this movie. Roro and Lala. I was right. What? What? I mean, they really put some effort into coming up with those names. Let me tell you what. Dog. Don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> kind of so, like Fleck turn. <laughs> Fleck turn. And here's another great one. Uh, the hero that could look through the walls in the beginning when they couldn't find the bomb and saw nothing there. Her name is Claire Voyance. Oh my god. 
It just gets and then worse, the more here's I one uh, a, a hero from Singapore. You know what his name is? One of the one little side characters, kind of the throwaway characters. His name is Big Red Dot. And then our, our paper thin guy, Cody, uh, the guy who just like the, the hieroglyphic that was just like <laughs> his name is Salam. Oh, Chris, oh, his man. quirk is papyrus. It allows him to flatten his body like papyrus. He can slip through narrow spaces and can ride the wind to move at incredible speed. His weakness is mold in places with high humidity. Did we even see him do anything outside of being there? He ran, dog. He just <laughs> ran. And it was the funniest fucking scene in the movie. I was like, what the? Because at that point, the point we see him do that, Cody, we're so over this fucking train wreck that we were just like, whatever, dude. That's all we can say. Whatever. But so anyway, Cody. Deku grabs Rhodey. They flee the police. So, of course, now it makes them look even more guilty. Oh, we got the hero on the 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 hero framed for murder. Yeah, and this is before so, we find out he's been framed, I think, when they're running away. They're just yes. held at gunpoint then. But this is where we get to see, like, Spider-Man Deku uses whip to, you know. Yep, because as they're escaping, himself. our friend here, uh, our friend here, uh, Barros, our, our, the, the, the nameless villain that who's, you know, um, who's motivations we don't yet know of course she's across like on an island by the bridge you know firing arrows off at people which of course they're around civilians you know we don't want civilians to get hurt so deku starts spider-manning here and that's where we see that really cool scene in the trailer you know where they're flipping around like i will say for the most part the animation in this movie was very good um it was and I mean that in the sense that they there was a lot of experimental angles. It was a lot of, but I don't know, Cody, if that's just like a, a trope in anime movies now. Because I had some gripes with it. Like I liked the neat dynamic angles, but the problem I had with Cody, every fight in this movie, is just motherfuckers flying around. Like nobody squares up in this movie at all. Yeah, like it's, they definitely put a if lot. If you're more... gonna fight. Like they fucking have a, square up. Right. Yeah, they definitely have a lot more budget for movies like this, but it just seemed like they were trying a little too hard to make it like it didn't feel like a my hero. Like I, I don't know. It it's, just felt like motherfuckers. It felt more like a Dragon Ball movie. Everybody's just bouncing off the fucking walls, shooting laser beams and bombs and shit. Like it was all just range combat. Again, nobody squared the fuck up in this movie until the final fight. And even then it was such a bullshit square up. Yeah, I wonder if when she was shooting these arrows, if she killed 12 people and that's how it started. And that's how... That makes sense to me. Um, could have been made a lot clearer. Um... <laughs> but again, we've got the villain, <laughs> the chase villain, that caused the issue. And now we've got the hero on the wrong side of the law who's got to clear his name. Cla Cody, again, we're, we are talking an idiot-proof script at this point. Oh, and man. here's where it goes tits up. Because... <laughs> But of course, and so obviously Endeavor and Todoroki and everybody who's on standby get, you know, they get wind of this. So, of course, they go to the police station, and try to say, hey, what's going on? And the police can't provide any information because, oh, you don't have jurisdiction here. We'll handle this investigation. So now we find the crooked cops. Cody. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Chris. Don't forget. We, we don't have jurisdiction here. Let's just. OK. Yes. Thank you. OK. <laughs> So do we want that Cody, tangent yet? Or do we want no, to save that? I'm ready for this tangent. So yeah, we'll come back to that. But now we've got the crooked cops, which is fine. It makes sense as to why the cop, the cops jump to such a hasty conclusion. Again, we're talking very standard tropes here. Like this again, idiot proof tropes. We can make this work. Um, so back to this don't have jurisdiction thing here, Cody. 
we have a global organization that put them there. How the fuck do they not have jurisdiction there? But also, too, like, what about the heroes from this place? Why aren't they running the investigation? Unless I don't understand the hero rankings, because, you know, America has a number one hero. Singapore has a number one hero. I guess that's Big Red Dot. Um, Japan has Endeavor. Um, America said America has Star and Stripe, who's a, you know, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. That's way down the road from now. It's not like fucking Rick over here. But um, the the fact that unless Endeavor's like the global number one hero, the fact like, well, this whole jurisdiction thing seems real fucking loose. And I know, I want to say that Otheon doesn't have heroes or something like that. Um, because I know there's, like, the graffiti on the wall say, like, no heroes or, like, no more heroes oh. and, like, stuff like that. So I'm like, maybe there just isn't heroes here, but I almost... Which find... is fine, but mention that. Be like, we don't, you know, we, 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 live in a, we live in a hero-free country, so heroes don't have jurisdiction here. Like, say that. Say that. But they don't say that. Yeah, because then it would make their, uh, the cork-hating cult, nah, you know, they'd be, uh, their yeah, problem that would have already absolutely... been solved. <laughs> Well, right, because they endeavor to be like, yeah, this place, they don't allow heroes here. Just send everybody here. We got it. This is fine. Yep. So so what proceeds now, Cody, is a whole lot of nothing for an hour and 47 minutes. It's just Deku and Rhodey Soul getting to know each other and just walking around trying to hide they're sleeping in barns they're sleeping under trees we learn about roadie they have the heart to hearts we learn about roadie's quirk which is his little bird pino his pino and it, it is a stupid quirk um but I, I i like the sentiment behind it that he can't his the bird that he has conveys whatever emotion he's really feeling so he can't lie you can't tell a lie. We are we are going with every Jim Carrey plot in the world. Dude, we, we got, they, they, we dude, got this, this Dumb is and Dumber. <laughs> we got Liar Liar. Like Ace Ventura. <laughs> it's great. Like they're all here. Um, and like eventually they're they're on their way to this other country, which is um uh Clade. It's called Clade. The whole point is them yeah. so they can cross the border, so they can no longer be pursued by the police, so they can regroup and figure out what's going on. Yeah, because the police um, won't have jurisdiction there. That's what. Yep, and I yep, and I also believe that Deku thinks the police are on the take. That's why another reason why they got to get across the border. And Deku um, also managed to send like a text to Todoroki, like. Yep. It was like which a, is which? By the way, Cody, they're in this movie for all of like fifteen fucking minutes, right? Oh, oh like yeah. that's the next gripe. You 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 promote that these three are the main characters in the movie, but they're like you hardly see them because what happens is Todoroki grabs Bakugo and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go after him." Of course they are. You've got your rogue detectives going after the hero. Uh, you know, we gotta save our guy. We know he's innocent. Let's go get him. Um, so they hop on the train, do their thing, um, and we don't see them for a while. But of course, while Deku and Rhodey are going on their cross-country adventure, you know, they get a truck. They get they get stopped by some villains. You know, Rhodey has the moment where he goes and tries to, you know, he's he's tired of running. Cody, he's tired of running. Why don't we just turn it in? Just give the case up. Well, this is fine. We'll sort it all out. <laughs> we don't need to run. Chris. So what does he do while Deku sleeps? No, please, go ahead. Oh, Chris, first of all, why the fuck is Rhodey even sticking around? 
Like go, dog, take, go, go take care of your family. You have, He's not like even a, wanted. You have dude. like a seven-year-old and like a four-year-old back at home that are just like, oh, we'll cook for ourselves. Don't worry. They are starving back home because, like, because even Deku says, like, hey, you're not on the TV. You're not on the wanted posters anywhere. You can probably leave. Yeah, I'm sure your very young siblings are starving to death they're they are just he gets back and there's just skeletons in the fucking floor dude that's what i fully expect i fully expected like i uh, know i know that would be like super dark but like buddy like you have no dog in this fight like you have no... yeah they don't even know you were there until like... now this is until we discover that his father had left for right and so that's the only that's really the only important part like they spent an hour and 45 minutes just to give us this one plot tidbit where basically they were at Rody and his siblings actually had a pretty affluent life. Like they had a big house. They had, you know, their mother died when they were young. So their dad did their best to take care of them. Then one day dad up and disappeared to join humorize. Oh no. Now Rody's on. Now Rody's become the, you know, the, the, the big brother that has to step up and care for the family. Um, but, and he, and he'll do that by any means necessary, which means taking these odd jobs where he doesn't, where he doesn't even question the legality, but he knows they could be illegal, right? Again, Cody, the classic tropes just keep, keep on coming. We're, we've talked so many idiot proof plots at this point. Um, so we get that reveal. And of course, you know, I, we already has that moment where he's ready to turn in the case. So humorize has some agents that show up and, you know, Rhodey's about to, the jig's almost up and Deku comes in and saves the day. Um, and this is where I think we see our first, um, well, because I can't remember the, the two villains that show up. Obviously, the Arrow villain is there. Um, and then there's another, I can't remember if he's just a throwaway villain. Uh, yes, he is. Um, oh, yeah, total throwaway. Just the, 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 the guy who just turns into giant, dumb beast. And we, Cody, we know that yeah, that's, a, that's a fine, that's a classic thing. But yeah. you know that guy's just not going to do anything. And guess what he does, Cody? Absolutely fucking nothing. Because <laughs> Deku just takes the wood to him with one with one long-range kick. He, does, like, he doesn't even do the shoot. Everything is fucking Air Force, dude. Yeah, he uses Air Force quite a bit in this. Um, but yeah, they, this, and this is when they're at the crate border. and um, Yeah. Basically, things are looking rough. I want to say, like... The case gets thrown off the edge. Rody's hanging on by a by a rock. Yeah, yeah, because oh no, yeah, because the next oh no, that's the next morning. Because the next morning, Rody brings them the truck, and they just take the truck. And we have a like a musical number, which sounds like the worst drunk Japanese karaoke of all time. <laughs> like there's no, there's not even a, a single bop in this movie, Cody. Like my hero's got some bops in its soundtrack. Not here. This was not it. They just like, I feel like they just took a tape recorder, went into an after hours karaoke bar and just recorded somebody <laughs> singing something because that's what this sounded like. And yeah, the only good songs are the same songs they use in every movie. Yes. Or like, it's like, like the, like the, the, like the boom, 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 like the basic, like sound effects, like when you see everybody, right? Like the, just like the, the school themes. Yeah. And then like the, the theme when everything's over and the, the villain's been defeated and everything's looking yes. up and it's like. It plays that same song that you know, but every you all know the, it, you love it. All the new uh, OST tracks, horrible. Hot doo doo, hot doo doo butter, and so Cody. Now back to where you were at. They're they're there the next day. The truck's out of gas. They're at the border. Uh, the, the 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 train that was coming through has been stopped because now the police at the border are looking for Deku, and Cody. What happens? Like you said, they lose the. Uh, well, they get attacked as they're because um, Deku 
basically tells Rhodey to go, and he's going to go down to the border and get all this shit squared away. Um, that's when they get attacked. We got the old fucking Vietnam helicopter coming out of the sky, and Cody, wouldn't you know it, it's our girl. Uh, I've already forgotten her name. I don't have my book in front of me. Barros. Barros. She's back, and this time she's like, I can't fail again, which, you know, maybe you should try fucking doing more than just shooting arrows. Maybe you should fight or something because you just shoot a couple arrows and peace out. Like you don't even stick around to try. So I won't fail this time. Cody, guess what? She fucking fails again, but she brings away another throwaway villain. Let me check the strategy guide again. We have our second throw, or I guess our fourth throwaway villain. Technically side Darrow, Cody, let's talk about him. He's a mercenary villain. Uh, he attacks uh roadie and Deku who have the, the, they have the, the, well, is this where they fight? No, Cody, shit, we forgot the other plot point here. Well, no, we haven't yet. This happens next. Sorry. Sorry, I, I'm jumping ahead. So we just have our second villain. Um, Basically, he just, he can shoot iron balls. So he just makes like <laughs> these giant cannonballs and just starts throwing them at Deku and Rhodey and blah, 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 blah. Chris, these villains well, suck ass. <laughs> they suck. Except and, for well, Barros. Barros what? is the only good villain. Barros is a national treasure, and I wish she was around past the next 30 seconds. Because, Cody, what happens here? We've got Rhodey and Deku right where, oh, they're in peril. They're in trouble. But guess what? We see the ice come shooting across. And I'm like, of course Todoroki's here. Because now we've got our next movie trope, the bailout. Cody, we've got the bailout. And you're glad to see it. Because, Cody, at this point, we hadn't seen these two characters in, like, fucking an hour. Oh, dude, we've just watched... Deku and some random guy I don't care about just walk around and yeah. we watch them give each other hand jobs across the country. <laughs> yeah, they hopped on trains and school buses and random trucks they just now, found. I will say I did like the whimsical moment where they were on the bus and uh, on the roof of the bus and Deku was like, "We should pay for these seats." And he like fucking air forces two coins into the uh into oh, the yeah. uh fucking device. He's like, "I've paid for two seats." Yeah, fun little comic like, relief cute. moment. I was like, that's cute. Fine. You're a kid. You want to do, you're a Dudley do right. That's fine. Be a Boy Scout. Because um, it was funny. We heard somebody in our theater yell out, good boy. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was that was a, a pretty outstanding moment. Dude, everybody in um, my theater was just like me laughing at this movie. All you heard was, in your theater was just. The amount of like, what that I heard, like. People were, everybody in the theater, I'm pretty sure, hated this movie. Oh, dog, it was bad. It um, was real bad. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. Bakugo and Todoroki show up. Cody, walk us through this next part. Uh, they beat the ball guy. They corner Barros, and she kills herself. <laughs> How fucking stupid is that? Like, the helicopter's about to explode because Bakugo just, I mean, Bakugo's relentless on this helicopter, so he just fucking blows it up, and she's just like, Oh, I can't. I'm dishonored. And she just falls out of the helicopter and kills herself. And I was just like, uh, Oh, Cody, I was having a moment. I was, I, I, my, my wife wouldn't, my wife didn't realize it. Cause we're just like, she, I'm, I'm eating gummy lifesavers at this point. Um, <laughs> just shoveling popcorn to deal with the pain. I, I, I had to shovel food in my mouth to stop me from going, what the fuck? Like they don't even do, they don't even do this villain, the disservice of letting the heroes like fight her, kill her. But, you know, I get it. The heroes aren't going to kill her. But let them beat her up and have her apprehended and then have her take her own life as instead of wanting to be captured. Or be a suicide. Something. Something. Maybe have, like, a bomb on you and let your quirk detonate and let it see if it'll... You know what I mean? Like, 
there there were so many better ways to do that other than the hand over the heart i pledge of allegiance to suicide you know what i mean like yeah especially like this is the best character we've seen like yes she's been by like the, a mile. the the constant threat chasing these guys and like just to have her go out like that it just and for her to be this constant threat cody she also has only been in the movie for like 6 minutes if that right like but... she comes shoots arrows runs away and then we don't see her until after you know they go to their next destination. I mean, Chris, that's more than we've seen the main villain. So, And guess who else we've seen maybe in like a frame here, a frame there, Cody? The rest of the fucking cast of the show. (laughs) Yeah, we we got that that cool intro where they show all the teams. Doesn't matter. The only time we've seen them up to this point. I was was wondering what the fuck was going on in Egypt. What was happening in America other than like they, they, there had to have been more going on than them just sitting on standby. Like, why couldn't the rest of the class be like, hey, man, we got to go help out our man Deku? Like, I would have loved, Cody, I would have loved to have seen the students. I mean, granted, yes, the way things happened, on, but at this point, we don't give a fuck. Like, yes, they were necessary when the big bad thing happened, but I would have loved to have seen the students, like, fucking show up at the final base, let class UA, like, 1A of UA High just fucking beat that ass, right? Would have been Especially great. when... In the second movie, Cody, they the second movie did such a great job of showcasing all the students, letting them have their moment, and they all did something that felt meaningful and impactful. They've yeah. been they've been non-existent past the intro at this point. Yeah, it's like the first movie used some of the students, and the other ones were kind of just there, um, mm-hmm. and they definitely learned from that. So they included them all in the second movie, which I don't think they needed to include them all. Just like yeah, just leave some characters out of the movie. It's okay. Like some people are going to be butthurt, mm-hmm. but hey. Um, yeah. And this one, it's like they took two steps back, and they're like, let's put them in the movie and not matter at all. And, like, try to pretend they matter, but, like, they really don't. Um, But anyhow, Chris, then we get to... Now we go from the Jim Carrey series here um, to... uh, One of my favorite episodes of SpongeBob actually takes place here because Chris Midoriya discovers in the briefcase the secret compartment to his secret box. Yes, oh, and secret <laughs> box. What's in the box, dude? So, <laughs> dude, I could not believe. I like my jaw was literally on the floor. Like, are you kidding me? Like, dog, it's it. This movie has been, and again, Cody, it's another idiot-proof trope. <laughs> that that it was in a secret compartment in one of the feet of the suitcase. Oh, and Cody, what's in what's in this uh little compartment? You ask a convenient finger trap. That was also we had just seen in a flashback with Rhodey and his father. So we kind of realize what that there's a connection here that clearly because I don't think we found we found out yet that his well, we knew his father joined hum, uh, Humorize, but I don't think we found out yet that he was kidnapped and there against his will and died trying to help get this information out. But at this point, Rhodey recognizes the puzzle, does the puzzle, figures it out, and there's something inside of it. Yeah, we got a little data disk. Yeah, and... like a little USB uh, fucking microchip something or other. Yeah, so it, got... wasn't, it wasn't an embarrassing photo of SpongeBob at the Christmas party. It was a It da- was not an embarrassing <laughs> photo of SpongeBob at the Christmas party. That's right. Correct. But we have this data disk, and now our heroes and, and uh, 
fuck, what's it? Rody. I, I should yeah, know that. The road dog, one, Jesse James. One letter off of Cody. And I should probably oh, be able to remember no. this guy. Um, Cody, you'd have been a better NPC in this character, in this movie, that's for sure. But yeah, they investigate this data disc, and it's got a message from Alan Kay, who... Yes, who was the, uh, the we, we found out, is the individual who was being chased in the beginning of the movie. Yep. And, and it, it mentions that, uh, that scientists were kidnapped from across the world to help develop this bomb. And... Um, Basically, Rhodey's father is the one who kind of created it. Yeah, and he also created the device that could, like, shut it down, basically. So he, yes. he basically, like, in secret, I guess we could say, mm-hmm. um, figured out a way to also prevent this from happening. Uh, yep, and that and it's on that disc, Cody. Now we've got the disc. We've got the microfilm. We've got the dagger. We've got the... The monkey's paw. We've got the skull. We've got the jewel. We've got the briefcase. Yeah, we've got Cody. We've got the thing. This is the thing. Yep. And uh, but then Chris humorize their big announcement is that these bombs are going to go off in two hours. Yep. And so that we got our time limit and everything. Strategically throughout the world, which also conveniently is places where all of our hero teams have been sitting this whole time. So. What happens is, Cody, now we just kind of get things of people doing their thing. And here's Hiroshima in the streets of America. I'm going to punch this wall. It's not back here. I'm going to punch this wall. It's not back here. Uh, I'm I'm going <laughs> to listen and search and use my sonar and use my radio. All the heroes are doing their doing their thing to try to find these bombs. And meanwhile, Rhodey pulls out his handy-dandy helicopter and flies Bakugo yep, and Todoroki. He's, he's always wanted to be a pilot. He wanted to be a pilot. That was his thing. He, I want to be a pilot. He, he, he was taking the night classes while he was raising his siblings. He was, he was, ta- he was going to night school, learning how to be a pilot. And now he gets his chance to fly, Chris, which was so fucking paper thin. Dude, I can't. I, I've almost forgot about some of the gripes because there's just so many. But like, there's a point where him and Deku are on the run. I want to say, and he's like, uh-huh. I know how we can get there. And he just like, the next thing you know, they're just like on a plane at one point. And it's mm-hmm. like. What the? What? Like how? Why? Like where do you find these things? Like oh, you got a helicopter now? Okay. Yeah. I, I guess you got Sounds one. Sounds great. Like yeah. <laughs> oh man, I did. Well, and 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 this is where. So now we're Cody. We're after a whole lot of nothing. Now we're heading to the base. We know where the base is. Um, and you know they're able to relay this information back to All Might and the uh the World Hero Association. So it's the one play. And well, actually, I take that back. Bakugo is the one that figures out where the base is because he like triangulates the like Bakugo's a big fucking like he 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 does and knows nerdy shit, but he's that guy who doesn't want people to know he knows and does nerdy shit. So he's like, I got you, I got it, you nerds, and he finds out where the other base is. It's the one base where there's not a bomb located. So you know, so they fly there on the plane, and Cody, now we have like our moment where our, our, our three heroes are closing in, and Cody, th- now we're about to be introduced to some more throwaway villains. Oh, yeah, Chris. Because, Cody, now it's time for my biggest gripe, where I said I'm going to circle back to this group. Cody, this group is hell-bent on ridding the world of quirks and quirk users and trying to... The, the salvation of humanity, for the purity of humanity... Cody, every single member of this organization has a fucking quirk. Literally every single one. Except Are for we like... just to assume that the people with the, the, the five guys we saw with machine guns are the only humans <laughs> in this group? Pretty much, Chris. That is just about it. Um, so and... it's like, so in my head, I'm like, dude, 
what the fuck ever. Go ahead. And like the best part is like I'm I'm using the wiki page to because obviously we don't mm-hmm. have notes because we just watched the movie. Um, but like they call these like high-ranking members of Humorize, and it's like we haven't seen these people at all. Yeah, We've barely like, even seen Fleck turn. Right. Like and I Cody. So our well, right, and because our first stopping point here is Baku goes. This is where we our first hero breaks off because now we've got uh, another quirk user with stupid like sharp like Ivy from Soul Calibur sword tentacles. So now we've got our first fight. Bakugo versus this guy we have not seen up until this point. Yeah, really built up on this character. So, Cody, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a story here. So, another classic movie trope in that movies like this. Cody, in the movies where there's this terrorist group or this organization or uh, a, a, a band of mercenaries, call it what you will. You have your main villain, and then always surrounding that main villain are his lieutenants or his bodyguards or whatever. And you know, as the viewer in any anime, live action movie, comic book, novel, what the fuck ever, storytelling medium, video game, you know that these guys are the mini bosses. These are the people you're going to have to fight before you can get to this guy. These are the these are the baddest of the bad. These guys are typically stronger than the final boss. Um not in this case, but still. But Cody, um just refresh my memory. How many times had we seen this guy before this point? That's a big goose egg, Chris. We've seen this that person is zero Johnny times. Donuts. <laughs> yes. So but Cody, not only is this, this isn't just one guy, it's two, it's twins. Oh. They're twins who can split. Oh no, man! You gotta love that. I'm, I'm all, I'm all for the villain twins, Cody. It's a classic, another classic trope. The villain, the the twins that are villains. Perfect. <laughs> and so, and, and they're they're you know, and what makes it more upsetting that we hadn't seen these characters before this is they're really taking the wood to Bakugo. Like he's he's getting stabbed and and just cut and he's he's having a moment like he's having to really dig deep to fight these guys and he has an awesome moment where he like uses this ultimate move and gets them like he just tries something new and of course he, he thinks they're beat and he, he's already struggling but then they inject the fucking shit into their neck cody that we saw in the episode the trigger oh, and man. here's where we have i think the most flavorful and best line in the movie like i loved like, we all know Bakugo's fucking out there. And I love the line where he's like, oh, y'all want to get crazy? Well, fucking let's get crazy. And I was like, yes, this is this is Bakugo. I want to see him just go to fucking... I want to just see him go to the loony bin on these guys. I, I literally um, wanted him to, to just take the drugs himself. I wanted him to dude, like, find a syringe. Taken, yes, I thought that would have been awesome, too. Like, let fucking Bakugo get roided up. All right, well, fuck it. Yeah, you want to get crazy? Let's do it. But he does it to himself. Um, that would have been cool. Maybe a little off because I think Bakugo is kind of a big softy on the end, a Dudley do right on the inside. But I think because of just how bad he was getting the shit beat out of him, it would have made sense for him to do it. Um, yeah, but that's not? throwaway villains numbers one and two. Because now we've got Todoroki, Rodi, and oh no, Todoroki and Deku still just kind of coming through. They're they're going through. And Cody, now we have our next bullshit villain. Oh. And this is where Todoroki breaks off. You mean big dumb guy with tentacles, Chris? Oh, big dumb guy with tentacles who just happens to have fire. Whoa. Dude, 
literally one of the worst villains I've ever seen in my life. I was literally like, okay, like. And so, Cody, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit here. So again, these organizations with their lieutenants. If you if you think of any movie or medium where you've got the villain and his lieutenants present, there's always one of what. One of what? Um, there's always one of one type of this character. It's not the big dumb guy, or is it's, it? It's it's the big dumb guy. Okay. There's always just some big oaf fucking. I use a hammer. I use my fist. There's always an Alex Louise Armstrong type of character, um, which Alex Louise Armstrong would have made this movie a trillion times better. Um, but there's always your big strong guy. But Cody. We haven't seen this big strong guy do anything to make us fear his powers yet, have we? Nope. <laughs> no. So who the fuck is this guy? His fight with Todoroki was the worst, the absolute fucking worst. I'm pretty sure Todoroki just, like... just narr- he narrated his way through the fight. It doesn't it the guy so just bad. like drag him underwater for like ten yes! minutes, and then Todoroki's and like that's, that's their whole fight. Todoroki, like some of the things Todoroki does, like. Throughout the show, not just the movie, but like, I'm like, dude, you literally could just freeze anybody. Like, he literally freezes yeah, guys and his tentacles just break him out. I'm like, what? Like, like that, that, right. that, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, but Todoroki like just lays waste to this nerd. Um, they make it seem more dramatic than it really is. Like, I, yep, you're never in any well, danger here, buddy. Um, well, the the only plus side of his fight and Bakugo's fight is we actually get, and this is where it kind of nods back to the show. They have to use the things that Endeavor taught them how to use in order to win these fights. Like, because Bakugo is using his kind of impulse control and flying around and doing it, which again is another problem I have with this movie where nobody squares the fuck up. All they do is fly around. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of the thing. And I, I was okay with it in this fight because that's literally what Endeavor was teaching Bakugo to do. To like, you know, use it to enable his movement and project himself and do all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, so I was fine with it at that point. And to- Todoroki had to, u- he used Hellfire Fist to win his fight mm-hmm. or his, his, his version of Hellfire Fist, which is what he was trying to learn. So a- again, a bright spot. I thought that part was really, really good, but they chose to do it on the worst fights in the worst movies. 100%. And so now we've got Deku. He, he's in actually, the chamber. He's actually, Chris, yeah, that's not the worst fight. The worst fight is this this next one here. Yes. So we've got, we're here. We're in the final chamber. We've got Deku. He's looking for a place to put this data disc, and he's 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 greeted by our villain. Flecked turn. Um. So, Cody, we've got the leader of this anti-quirk organization who also has a quirk, which is fine because of his backstory. Um. I like his quirk until he starts to use it because I think it's bullshit. But his basically the his quirk allow he's not able to be held or touched or you know like so he got no love from his parents, no love from his friends because of his quirk is a reflect. Any contact with him is reflected back onto the other person. So he was an outcast. He was shunned because of his quirk. He was different. So. I I understand his motivations. He's got they did the motivations for why he's doing what he's done. That is fine. That is done very correctly. But Cody, the problem is now we've got a bullshit villain with a bullshit power. Dude, 
These fights, this fight is so bad. It's not fun at all. Like, the whole time, it, and it lasted way too long. Like, mm-hmm. it's just Deku constantly just punching and kicking and, like, shooting Air Force at this guy. Just Only for it, it to bounce back on him. Keep bouncing back, and they just keep so, doing it over and over like, and over. I, I want to say that, like, this guy kicked Deku's ass, but Deku kind of kicked his own ass in this fight. And now we're right back, Chris, to Liar Liar with Jim Carrey when he's in the bathroom. Yep. Like, I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> Do you mind? And not, not, that... not, Chris, not only that, but then we find out Rhodey's quirk, like his actual quirk, oh, it's this bird that won't allow him to tell a lie. I'm like, it was like the creator of My Hero just watching like a Jim Carrey marathon? Like, I think he was. I like... think he had been maybe on a long flight and watched, and just had nothing but Jim Carrey movies because... Obviously, Deku's on the ropes. He needs to get this key to the thing to stop it before the countdown happens. And guess who comes popping back in to save the day? Rhodey Soul. Because before the, when they landed, Bakugo told them he and I remember Bakugo told him to like, hey, take off. We uh, you know, this is too big for extras like you. So you know, of course, Rhodey doesn't leave. He's he's got some. He's got do- he, now he's got a dog in the fight. It's his father. I gotta avenge my father. So he shows up. Gets the data disc, but before he can fucking get into the thing, Cody, he gets gravely injured, or so we think. Yeah, he gets shot by these crazy laser things that are up like <laughs> yeah, in the, the ceilings and the walls, which Midoriya is taking about 25 at this point. Right. He's and, yeah, exactly. leaking blood and, everywhere. Rhodey gets hit by one, and he's on death's door. Like, <laughs> And I do think it's cool here, and this kind of has a video game boss fight to it, because like, uh, Flecht is using his quirk to reflect the laser beams all around the room to make them harder to avoid. So yeah. I'm like, okay, that's very video game-like, and that's fine. I'm fine with his quirk doing something like that, but you gotta lead with this kind of stuff, Cody. You don't just have Deku punch him and kick him and try to smash him and do all this other bullshit while narrating the whole fight for like 15 minutes straight. Um... But anyway, we're coming down the home stretch of this turd. So while that's going on, the countdown's getting shorter. The other heroes across the world are finding the bombs. They're finding ways to detonate them or move them away. Like it's it's great. And then they're like, "Oh no, we found two bombs. Oh no, there's a third one." Like, so there's just all like all the pandemonium of the heroes doing the thing. But again, it's like flash here, flash there, flash there, back to this bullshit. Um. So, Rhodey's continuing through the compartment, through the back of the room, and he's like, he's bleeding, and like because. Because his, um, well, I'm sorry. No, I take that back. The reason that happens is Rhodey takes the thing from Deku while he's down to give it back to Flecht. He's, he's pulling the, he's doing the bamboozle, but Deku realizes, he starts to realize that it's a trick because Pino, the bird, is giving off signals that he's not really being a bad guy. Yeah, I little, forgot all about double that. Double agent, so I got triple agent, up. you know? Yes. Yeah, so he uh, Rhodey's doing a bamboozle. Uh, Pino is showing that it's that it is a bamboozle. That it, uh, that hey, he's not a bad guy. He's he really trying to do this, and that's when he makes the run for it and gets shot by the lasers. And as he's crawling down into the thing, like he's got blood smeared across the wall. You see Pino's getting weaker as well, so you know like he's legitimately like dying here. Um, and of course he gets down to the bottom. Pino takes the thing and Pino starts to like fade away. So like, oh no, he's about to die. And meanwhile, we get the worst laser beam smash in franchise history. Cody, 
Chris, I was literally... And the worst fucking name. I was like, they better not fucking do any laser beams at this point. Unless All Might shows up and he's full-powered or something. like. Dude, I need All Might to burst through the wall and just, ha-ha! Well, that would have saved this movie. Then, of course, this guy's quirk gets weaker, so, like, Deku beating himself up is just yes. working. And so, they... Which is... Dude, it's they just... stupid... Oh my but God. fine, and uh, let me say this real quick. It's stupid, but it's fine at the same time. I like the idea. I like the concept of him because he hated his quirk so much he never took the time to use it and harness it and make it stronger. That's a great foil to his mindset. I thought that was brilliant. But the fact that it took us Deku kicking his own ass for 20 minutes to get there was a problem. Yeah, and then they gave us the light, the laser light show. I was so mad, dude. And when that happened, I was like, you're this like, is my no. favorite part of these movies, and this is so bad. Like, I was just like, no, no, I do not accept this. And lands his big punch, and then. But did you hear the name of? Do you remember the name of it? It was the worst. Wasn't like one. United States of Smash a billion. Well, it, it was no, it was United States of World Smash. Cody, that makes no fucking sense. Oh, thank God, I was near the speakers and I didn't hear that. Dude, if he would have just said Global Smash. Or World Smash, or United Global Smash, we'd have been on to something. But he says United States of World Smash. <laughs> I was done, Cody. I was done. If I w- if I was not with my wife, I'd have just gotten up right there. Dude, right I was I was there. already standing. As soon as the laser started, I was like, no, no I don't want this. <laughs> Take it back. Block this attack. Reflect it back at him. <laughs> it was the worst smash ever. And Cody, what really pisses me off is that we also didn't get like a, just a thunderous hit that just sends somebody into the fucking curvature of the earth. Like there was no big fucking hit in this, but there was no moment where I was like, yes, there was no, other than the Bakugo saying, let's get crazy. There was no, like, there was no, um, Deku knocking that, deleting that guy from the movie. There was no <laughs> All Might chest out double Delaware smash. There was no double all for one. Like there was none of that. There was no just earth shattering kaboom. This was just a movie full of milk toast punch. Uh, not even punches, dude. Just fucking wind hits. Like I feel like nobody, nobody punched or kicked anybody square across the shit in this movie except this final hit yeah just a just a big waste and then of course you know like it's gonna get down to like two seconds left on the clock and the bird thing plugs in the chip and yep because deku beat up he works his way down he sees roadie laying there and he sees uh he sees uh, Pino, and he's worried that he didn't make it but yes Pino made it like literally at the last fucking so no they went off they, the countdown hit zero. Well, they still got the card plugged in, so... Yeah, the card was plugged in, so it hit zero, but yeah, nothing happened. they saved the day, you know. Yeah, at the literal last possible second. And then, uh, the bad then guys... it cuts get... to people celebrating. Oh, yeah. Bad guys get arrested, and Rhodey and his brother and sister are all happy, happy, joy, they joy. They get the crown, save the town, and then the kids... The, the, the corrupt cops get arrested... Um, you know, all is right in the world, and they have the heartfelt moment where Deku's getting on the plane to leave, and they hit him with the, so what are you gonna do now? The classic fucking Cody, the classic buddy cop, 
NPC line at the end of a movie is, so what are you going to do now? And they hit it with this one, too. But of course, what does Rhodey do, Cody? He goes legit. He goes back to work at the bar where he gets the courier jobs, but now he's a server, Cody. Cody, he's making it. He's going to get a gas card one day. (laughs) Oh, man, dude. At least it was over. Like, Cody, thank God it was over. Like, I've never... I've never been disappointed going to see an animated film. Like, even, like, the filler movies, like, I saw a fairy tale and, like, like the fairy, one of the both the fairy tale movies actually, and they're both like total filler movies. Like you know what you're getting, um, but this just sucked. This like, one was just a a massive, massive letdown, and like it it was an idiot proof movie. Like Cody, we went through all the tropes. It was an idiot proof proof movie, and there there was also way too many like typical tropes that we've seen here. Um, I just can't believe how much they took from Jim Carrey films. Like it is, I, 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 dude, this I, was my Carrey Academia. Dude, I could not believe it. Like, I hope the next one's like Adam Sandler films. Like he's gonna be a former hockey player that tries out golf, and then dude, and the next thing you know, happen. he's like the devil's son, like little Nicky, and then and dude, we, the, the 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 fucking hockey hero, man. <laughs> we're gonna get it all, and then he's got a remote that can rewind time and fast forward things, yep. and like, oh man, it's. <laughs> And then I now Damn. pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Look, it. I already wrote the next My Hero movie. Look at that. Damn, dude. Fucking ship. Pin that thing up and ship it to Toei. Put a laser show at the end. and That's all you, you got to do, man. There you and go. Just, and he uh, takes down Shooter McGavin. Let's go ahead and do the United States of Zimbabwe smash. Fucking do it. Just let it rip. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, let you, it rip. You don't mess with the Zohan. I mean, That's you, right. You just... <laughs> You don't mess with the Zohan. Oh. But, and, and Cody, and, and I think that's what makes me so angry is that, like, these tropes were very safe. This should have been a very, very safe movie. But they took the safe plot points, the safe tropes, the safe ideas, and just found some way to fuck it up. Yeah. What, Chris? That, you know what that means? We finished another movie. We got to throw it up on our... Uh... Oh my god. On our god. rankings list. Um this you, one is definitely near the bottom. I think I know where I want this to go. Um, uh-huh. And it's pretty damn low. I this is going to be the new We check my math here, make sure I'm not messing up. This is going to be the new number 18 on my list. Out of 18? Out of 21. Okay. Um it, I'm going to put it No wait. 22, 21, 20, 22, 20. I can't do the math, Chris. I think it's the new number 18. It's going to be above the Eden of the East films and above the Seven Deadly Sins films. And that's just barely above those. Um, only because I like the characters more. Yeah, I mean, um, that's really the only saving But still, grace. it's below Demon City Shinjuku, um, below Afro Samurai Resurrection. Like, I'm putting this thing right where it belongs, actually, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, put this above those for me as well. Like, put this above Resurrection. I put this right above Resurrection, I think. You went right above Resurrection, so it'll be the new 17 on your list. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... I Like, we've grown to expect, like, some great things out of this out of this anime, and... Uh, and this was not it. Not even close. It was... 
like we had a great opening, like the gr- a great opening that was dark and gritty, and like we were in for something because like the trailer and everything let that kind of tells us like we're we're in for some real heavy shit, but like that's not what we got. No, not like, at all. It, like we don't even this, see these villains until like another hour later. That's what I'm saying. So Cody, I know how you feel about the Final Fantasy VII remake, um, and be that as it may, I think this movie is kind of like that in the sense that in the Final Fantasy VII Remake, the bombing mission sequence of the game, like the very beginning, the first part of the game, was so polished and so well done that it is, bar none, the best part of the game, and everything else is so noticeably worse. Um, Not that that I like the Seven Remake, so I want to preface all that with that, but nothing after that point, is as polished as that first part. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, yeah, and I enjoy the game too. It's just, like you said, the beginning part is the best part. Which is... It's so perfect. Like, that was that was a reimagining of the bombing mission that we needed in 20, well, it came out in April of 2021. That's what we needed to see. The first 15 minutes of this movie was that same kind of concept. It, that first 15 minutes was polished. Like, that was the sizzle. That was the sizzle reel they used to get us in. And the re- I feel like this was like a tech demo. This was just something where it was like, hey, we're going to tee up this movie. We need somebody else to finish it. <laughs> yeah. And no, they couldn't finish the setup. Like, they teed them up, but then they just, like, swung the bat and the ball just fell right on the ground. Um, like everything that 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 um proceeded to come after this fifteen minute opener was just hot doo doo. Yeah, awful. I, I just can't believe we didn't get the suits anymore. Like no more suits. Yeah. Like, like especially, and they even had the nerve code. They had the audacity to fly into this place, this hidden secret location on a plane, and not wear the stealth suits. Uh, come on. Did you want to just fucking be caught on the way in? Yeah, like, oh, you got to hide your identity? Good thing you got a brand new suit that's not in the photos. Dude, you got a fucking, it's in the name. Stealth suit. <laughs> oh, guess I won't wear my stealth suit. Like, yeah. Just a, just a disappointment all the way around. And uh, I'm glad mm-hmm. to be moving on from it. I know the next season of the show is going to be fantastic. Because um, we get real villains that aren't just rip-offs. Uh... Yeah, this this movie was definitely a turd, and I'm ready to get back to the series that doesn't suck. Yep, and uh, but we got a while, we got a ways off before My Hero season six comes out. Um, exactly. Now was a good time, Chris. I threw up a poll today. Um, we're recording this on Monday, so we're a little bit earlier than mm-hmm. usual. But we wanted to make sure yep. we still had the movie kind of fresh in fresh our minds. Fresh in our brains. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I, I maybe it was a precaution we didn't need because this movie was just trash. Um, oh, it was very, it was, I was grinding my molars the whole time. <laughs> but uh, I threw up the poll. We only got a couple votes because it was only like an eight-hour poll because I had kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's fine. Usually I kind of wait it's a couple days. poll, it's fine. Yeah, I wait a couple days to throw the polls up, but then we decided to record a day. I was like, oh, shit, I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, unanimously, Trigun has won. Um, Fantastic. I love me some Trigun. The yeah. last episode is woo, but... um. Oh, it's yeah. a journey. It's all about the journey, not the destination here. That is right, Chris. Yeah, 26 episodes, so we'll be breaking it down, you know, 13 at a time. Mm-hmm. And then we'll cover um, Badlands Rumble. And then mm-hmm. after that, we'll be diving into the 
Cowboy Bebop live action. So that's going to yeah. be our next, you know, four or five episodes of the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So we won't have any polls probably almost probably through the entire holiday think. season. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um, that is very true. But we'll be picking up with the $60 billion double dollars, you know, Vash the Stampede. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I think it. really the big talking points in Trigun um, is really those last two episodes when things get a little... Uh, Things get a re- things get a little dicey. Um, but I'm I'm ready to talk about Trigun, man. We get uh, you know, a great hero, some great side characters, a great group of villains. The Gung Ho Guns are still some of my favorite anime villains of all time. Even like the throwaway ones, like Monev the Gale and Hopart the Gauntlet. Uh, um, uh, Kane the Long. I, I still remember their Cody. I have not watched Trigun since 2004, and I still remember their fucking names. Um. My favorite character in that show is Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Like the, the actual, um, and I like how like there was a they call him Chapel, but Chapel's actually like a gung ho gun. That's like his teacher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chapel the Evergreen. That's right. There's Monev the Gale, uh, Hopart the Gauntlet, Riday the Blade, Kane the Longshot, um, Mid Valley the Horn Freak, um. Uh, you got the names. Chapel the Evergreen. You got them all, man. <laughs> um, Legato Blue Summers was the leader. Um, and then the other hero you had, the other main villain you had before that was uh, Brilliance Dynamite Nia. Chris, you remember so much more I, about the show than I do. I just remember dude, the villain of the week. Love this show. Like, love this fucking show, dude. I, Trigun I, is one of my. Trigun was what. Trigun was what my hero is to me now. Trigun is what it was to me. Like, was what was like my 2001 2002 version of my hero academia right like i liked anime i had fallen off discovered trigun boom i was off to the races again for another few years yeah i'm like i love trigun. looking forward to it uh i can't love wait the fucking I... theme song the bop burn a burn a burn burn a burn a burn yeah i don't know I don't think I've actually watched Trigun since I originally got Netflix. It was actually the reason Holy I shit. the reason I got Netflix is because Trigun was on it. And That's funny. I finally thrown in the towel of you know watching anime illegally online, um, mm. which the Funimation app is about to drive me back to. Um, oh no! Yeah, Trigun's actually the first show I ever watched on Netflix back in. I, I don't even know what year, 2012, 2013, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like my, one of my wild. first Walmart paychecks, I was like, I'm getting Netflix. This, this is back when Netflix, I, Chris, I actually could rent the Badlands Rumble DVD through Netflix Have it and they would mail house, it baby. to me. I didn't do that. I just watched it illegally. But um, that's fair. Uh, but now I actually own it. So um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to going through Trigun. I hope it's not like, you know, how we've kind of been disappointed in some of the older shows that we've gone back and watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope we don't get that this time. Uh, although I know that. Those, that last episode gets a little wonky. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward. No, to, definitely looking forward to going through the series. Looking forward to going through the Badlands Rumble film, and then yeah, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Um, so look forward to that next week, guys. If you want to follow along, I believe Trigun is on Hulu and Funimation. I don't think it is. No, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not on Netflix anymore. Uh, it's. I know it's. I know it's on Hulu. For yeah, sure. Yeah, and it might still be on Netflix, but I don't know. I don't think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I know Netflix has been losing a lot of stuff lately. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 
almost 100% sure it's on Hulu and Funimation. I own it, so I'm just going to probably watch the DVDs. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe I don't want to dig those out. Um, but either way, covering the first 13 episodes next week um, on Thursday, I'm excited. I believe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Ready? all I've got. I think I think I have ranted and raved <laughs> enough on this episode. I came in hot, Cody. Fucking hot. Well, and uh, you had good reason, Chris. This movie was a, a big letdown for us. Um, one of the first times we could actually be like on time with like a new release. Yeah. Like, usually we don't get to do that a whole lot on the podcast because we usually try to wait for you exactly. know things to be like readily available. But you know we got a chance to do this, and what a letdown it was. It was not great. And you know, and here's the thing, and I'll say it again. If you enjoyed the movie, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I wish I could have because again, there was a lot of really solid, strong, classic action movie ideas that I would love to see these characters that I love be stuck in. I would love to see the action movies I grew up watching with characters that I love now. I would love to see them put in these situations and see how they would react. But that's not what we got. And it to me, I I was extremely disappointed. But I don't want to take the joy away from anybody who loved it. I'm glad you lied. Maybe maybe one day I can learn to live a little, you know. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this week on Shonen and Suds, guys. If you wanna uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, you can do so at Shonen and Suds. It's where you can vote on the polls, interact with us, give us questions for the podcast, all kinds of stuff. Um, visit us over there. But uh. That's all I got, Chris. I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And thank you. Thank you for listening to us bitch about this movie for a while. We'll see you next time. Burn up, 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 burn up